This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Recall alert. Recall alert. The first company to get Food and Drug Administration approval to sell its over-the-counter COVID tests, recalling nearly 200,000 of those kits sold by retailers including Amazon, CVS, Target, and Walmart. Uh, There were a larger-than-expected rate of false positives. So the recall involves 43 lots distributed to retailers and the Department of Defense between April and August. Test kit maker Elume, E-L-L-U-M-E, said that uh, specific lots reported higher positivity rates than seen in clinical trials, prompting the Brisbane, Australia-based company to look into the issue, which I you know, think was nice of them, and uh, they're working to fix it. So what are you so mad about? They isolated the cause that confirmed that this incidence of false positives is limited to specific lots. We recognize that this incident may have shaken the confidence and may shake the confidence of some of you who trusted Illum to help them manage their health and take back a bit of control in their lives during this pandemic. And look, we apologize for any stress or difficulties to those of you who falsely tested positive. But hey, there were about 427,000 tests in the lots being recalled, with about 195,000 unused and subject to the recall. And about 160,000 of those tests produced negative results considered reliable, while about 42,000 produced positive results, which include both true positives and false positives so we're just notifying those affected by the recall and we just want you to be aware of it okay and you can check on their website whether it's one of the tests that you have and Illum is making sure that the manufacturing issue is resolved okay so quit your whining and of course i mean the biden administration uh, the people in charge of washington dc Uh, said last month that it was going to partner with retailers, including Amazon, Kroger, and Walmart, to make the at-home rapid tests less costly and easier to get. So we're just only investing another billion and putting more of the tests on the market. But let's hope that those tests that are going to go on the market are the ones that have been tested to be good and not bad. So I just wanted you to be aware, okay? Just be aware that the Illum tests, the at-home tests for COVID-19, it's just specific lots that we're giving you false positives, not everyone. So relax. And uh, It doesn't say this in the article, but I'm just reading between the lines. Quit your whining. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. (laughs) 
couple of incredible uh, missing and found stories, uh, you know, lost and found in under the human being heading. A three-year-old boy who went missing here in the state of Texas found alive three days later. Christopher Ramirez wandered into the woods when his mother was unloading groceries. And the a man who said God told him to look for the boy and he would find them found him. Okay. The three-year-old boy went missing on October 6th and he disappeared after following a neighbor's dog into the woods while his mother, as I said, was unloading groceries from her car. And then she realized her son was gone and went looking for him. The dog came back. The kid did not. So they made a tearful plea to help and said that uh, she thought her son had been kidnapped. Yeah. After a couple of days, I mean, you do not have good thoughts about what happened to your son. No question. Uh, she Her plea was in Spanish, but she begged people to help her and uh, please bring my son back. And after a huge search, uh, the FBI, local volunteers, drones, dogs, days of agony, the young boy was found in the woods five miles from his home. And uh, he was taken to the hospital, obviously, for assessment, but he was fine, a little tired, a little dehydrated, as well as a little hungry, and uh, in overall good spirits. It's going to be amazing to find out what happened. Now, maybe the kid just wandered around, and when he got tired, he fell asleep, and he's just darn lucky. But incredible that uh, this little three-year-old walked away, and three days later, he's back. He's back at it. So, good. And as parents... <laughs> uh, that is uh, an amazing feeling. I don't know if you've ever lost your child when you've been out in a crowd, but you know I've been really fortunate to be able to just you know keep an eye on uh, you know my children. But there have been a couple of times, and I tried, was trying to remember an exact example, and I, I can't remember. I, I remember one time at a a baseball game, I said, "Yeah, go ahead, go down and and uh, do whatever you're going to do." I can see you from here. And I remember losing, losing them in, in my eyesight. And I, you know, for that couple of minutes of freak out, I mean, this family must have been just incredibly distraught and, and was. And to find, you know, have, him, have your son brought back to you after three days, amazing. Unhurt, just lost in the woods, incredible. Two men from uh, Solomon Islands, spent 29 days lost at sea after their GPS tracker stopped working. They've been rescued off the coast of Papua New Guinea, which is, I mean, Papua New Guinea, beautiful. I was so bummed when I had to sell my my timeshare there in Papua New Guinea. But, uh, you know, unfortunately I had to. But uh, these two men uh, set out from a mono island in western province of the Solomon Islands, and uh, they were in a single small 60-horsepower motorboat and they planned to travel to the uh south to a town of noro on new georgia island using the west coast as their guide you know they were able to see land all along and then it stormed and they lost sight of the land and so they decided oh it's raining it's windy it's it's storming shut the motor off so we don't run out of gas and we just hunker down in this boat and we have a, they had a tarp that they caught rainwater in because they knew they were going to need to drink water. 
and that's the water that they drank. And they apparently had some oranges. And it says here that they collected coconuts from the sea. Now, I swear to you, I didn't know that coconuts grew in the sea, but apparently in, uh, you know, the Solomon Islands and Papua New Guinea, coconuts, you know, are found in the sea. I didn't know that. (laughs) But it said that's what they were eating, some oranges they had on the boat and by coconuts that they found in the sea. So there you go. That's what they what they said so they floated for 29 days eventually spotting a fisher a fisher off the coast of new britain uh, poppy new guinea and they didn't know where they were but they didn't expect to be in another country and so they've been living at uh, this these people's house who took them in for the last few days and i said they're fine uh, no problem and they're trying to you know figure out a way to get them back to their own country but uh, just incredible that uh, they're out there floating for 29 days in their little in their little shipping boat uh, a fishing boat and uh, oranges and living off of coconuts from the sea you know speaking of uh, being lost at sea columbus was uh, i don't know that he was ever lost at sea but he ran into a few things that uh, he didn't know where he was at so is that considered being lost? And I don't know that it ever said in any of the history books that Columbus was living off of coconuts from the sea. But and I, and today, you know, was normally Columbus Day. If you're listening live on the 11th of October, 2021, it uh, used to be this Monday as Columbus Day, and it's Indigenous Peoples Day. Okay, so. Don't be celebrating Columbus Day. But I was looking at a little Columbus history, and he was only 54 years old when he died. Think of that. He was traveling the world. And he was 54 when he died. Just incredible. But don't look for any sales uh, on uh, Columbus Day anymore. Because, uh, you know, I mean, the last thing retailers want is to get caught in culture wars. Yeah, they wouldn't want to comment on anything like that. Oh, wait. Yeah, it's okay if it's, you know, for Indigenous Peoples Day. Just not Columbus. So I guess, you know, fewer people get a day off of work for Columbus Day. Yeah, because fewer people are working. (laughs) Oh, that's what do I know. (laughs) I'm just looking for sales. That's all I want. I want big... Big Columbus Day sales. So remember we had department store sales and we had white sales and we had car sales. And so never mind that. We're not doing that anymore. What's next? What holiday is next that we have to get rid of? Memorial Day, Labor Day. Oh, we can't get rid of Labor Day. No, no. What am I thinking? Memorial Day, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, just don't be celebrating columbus day i don't want to i don't want anything to do that yeah i wouldn't want any businesses at all to get caught up in a culture war at all i see where lego on a completely unrelated story lego commits to removing gender bias and harmful stereotypes from its toys so there's good news there (laughs) right right so they want to make them more accessible to girls I guess girls weren't able to have Legos purchased for them. When you're a little girl, your parents couldn't buy you Legos. 
I, I don't know. I, I wasn't aware of that, but I guess it's so because they are going to make them more accessible to girls. And so I guess they were label, labeling products for girls and for boys. So it's website. Now you can't search by gender because there, there aren't any genders. <laughs> Silly. So there's products now that Lego has specifically designed to appeal to boys and girls, but we're not going to do that anymore. We're testing everything on boys and girls and including more female role models. Our job is to encourage boys and girls who want to play with sets that may have traditionally been seen as not for them. Really, because I honestly, I can't remember a Lego set that i didn't think was for anyone who wanted to put it together but i guess that's just me (laughs) Uh, that's just me now i didn't realize either i wish i had known that not only was today well it used to be columbus day and then it was uh indigenous people day And so now it's the, well, according to the United Nations, International Day of the Girl Child. And I don't think not one of those girl childs could play with a a Lego set that said boys on it. I, I don't remember, even if it were to have said specifically for girls or boys, which I don't remember on Legos. I mean, for a long time, we had uh, 8 billion Legos in my house. And I honestly, I don't remember Legos specifically being boys and girls. Like, you know, building a, a, a castle or building a helicopter or building a plane or building a car or whatever. That's, I mean, whatever the kid, that's a prop project to build whether it's a boy or a girl i honestly i I don't understand i I, honestly i don't so i guess research has showed that girls were more likely than boys to want to engage in a wide range of play and activities with 71 percent of boys worried they'd be made fun of if they played with so-called girls boys i'd like to or girls toys I don't know what age group that was. So this is Gina Davis's institute. You remember Gina Davis, the the actress, we can say former actress. I don't know if she's done anything in the past. We'll have to look up Gina Davis. I want to see how her work is going. But she, this maybe this is her work now. Her institute on gender in media. Oh, okay. So she wanted to address gender bias and harmful stereotypes. And now this found that 76% of parents encourage lego play for boys compared to just 24 percent for girls so it's the parents it's the parents fault i man do i hate parents (laughs) i can't take it so if you have a daughter and she wanted to build something with legos only 24 percent of the people said yeah go ahead no, I, I do. I find that very hard to believe, but that's what the Gina Davis Institute on Gender and Media said. So I guess she's been putting in all her time in the uh, Gender in Media Institute 
because she's got a, a show called Cowgirls Last Ride, which is in pre-production right now. She did something last year called Ava. Not real sure what that was. We can go ahead and take a look at what Ava was. And then she was the one of the voices in She-Ra and the Princess of Power. Now, Ava rated R, kill or be killed. Oh, all right. So what was Gina Davis in this movie, though? She was Bobby in this movie. I'm not sure what. John Malkovich, Jessica Chastain. So I'm sure this was a great movie, although I certainly don't remember it. But Gina Davis, you know, worked last year in that, or, you know, that's when it came out anyway. But before that, I mentioned <laughs> I mentioned She-Ra and the Princess of Power. Well, she, and she was uh, Huntra, the voice of Huntra in She-Ra. She was in a TV series called Glow, which I'm sure was fantastic in 2019. All six episodes she was in that. Grey's Anatomy, she did some Grey's Anatomy. She was, did, uh, see now, I, I, uh, one, that's one show I never got into was Grey's Anatomy. And she was Dr. Nicole Herman. So she made some cash, 13 episodes of Grey's Anatomy as a doc. So she made a little bit of money there. And that was 2014 to 2018. So the last couple of years has been a little slow for Gina Davis. And maybe that's why she's, you know, spending all her time at the Gina Davis Institute on Gender in Media. So just to make everybody ready to go with with that. I don't want I want girls playing with Legos. Okay, really, that's what we all need. Girls playing with Legos. Did anyone, do you know anyone in your life that saw Lego? You say you go over to someone's house and they have a bunch of Legos everywhere. And girls and boys are there for some kind of birthday party or whatever, and you know, some kind of gathering. And a girl says, ooh, Legos, anywhere, anywhere in your life. Ooh, Legos. No, honey, you can't play with those. Go play with the dolls. What? what are, are, no, we do not live in those days. I'm sorry. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. The days we do live in is me needing something cold to drink as we head into the break room. And that is right now. Oh. And just as a side note, I went to the Gina Davis Institute on Gender in Media, and it appears that she hates men, boys, or whatever, because even their little saying, their flagship saying, they live by their motto, if she can see it, she can be it. And while I don't disagree with that, I don't see anything on here of if they can see it, they can be it. If he can see it, he can be it. So they hate boys. That's all I'm saying. If she can see it, she can be it. And in my eyes, that means that she hates boys. I'm sure I'd be willing to bet a lot of money that she hates, say, R. Kelly. <laughs> now, R. Kelly, I, you know, he's a dirtbag. He's in prison. I got it. He was uh, just convicted on his sex trafficking charges and a few other charges thrown in there on top of it. 
And of course, everybody is trying to get away from his music, man. Do anything to do with that, except just the opposite. His album sales have jumped a whopping 517% since New York jury handed down their guilty verdict. 517 a percent. Yeah, yeah. Sexual exploitation, exploitation, bribery, racketeering, sex trafficking. So I want to listen to his music. Album sales. Album sales and streams of the R&B star also through the roof. On-demand audio streams were up 22%. Video streams were up 23% compared to the previous seven days. Really, isn't that interesting? Because Google shut down two official R. Kelly YouTube accounts claiming they violated creator responsibility guidelines. So get that music while you can. According to Rolling Stone, he was averaging around 5.4 million on-demand audio streams per week. And this year he's averaged around 6.4 million on-demand audio streams per week. So I'm sure that... uh, We'll see. We'll see if that doesn't all go away. That's an awful lot of money for these companies to turn down. I mean, Spotify, Apple Music, you can still get it there, and most other streaming services, except for those two YouTube accounts. And we'll see uh, what happens with those. Oh, dry, I need to tell you some sad news as well. Well, I mean, as if R. Kelly being in prison isn't sad enough. Uh, BAFTA. The uh, British Academy of Film and Television Arts, their award shows. Yeah, they're going to be, they're postponed again this year. I know. That's what I'm saying. Dry your eyes, but there's not going to be any BAFTAs, uh, BAFTAs award show this year. So, I mean, hopefully they said it's coming back next year. So let's hope that it does. Granville Adams, more sad news. As long as you've got tears in your eyes, you might as well keep them in your eyes. Granville Adams, 58. Uh, You knew him from Oz and Homicide. Just died. Apparently he had cancer. Really bad. He had a prolonged battle with cancer and he just passed away. Or it was announced that he passed away this past Sunday. Very sad. He was great in Oz. Um, If you haven't watched Oz, that is definitely a big guy show. So... If you are not a big guy, (laughs) you do not want to be anything close to watching Oz. I can guarantee you that. And I see where Mad About You co-star, or I mean, I almost said Mad About You star, but that was Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt. Cynthia Harris passed away. She was 87 years old. She played uh, Paul Reiser's mom in Mad About You. And she did, uh, you know, a bunch of other television work as well. The Bob Newhart Show, Laverne and Shirley, Three's Company, Archie Bunker's Place, Law and Order, All My Children. I mean, she's, you know, been uh, been around the block. That doesn't sound right. She's been very busy uh, doing uh, actress stuff in Hollywood. I'm sure. I don't know if she worked with Gina Davis or not. I'm sure she had to have been nominated for at least a BAFTA award in there somewhere. I don't know that she ever won. A BAFTA award, but I'm sure she was. I would bet money that she was uh, that she was nominated if she's done that much work on television. <laughs> Speaking of Helen Hunt, okay, so 
I received a tweet on my social media account at Jeffy JFR this weekend, and it was asking about Helen Hunt. Speaking of Helen Hunt, because it said I'd love to hear Jeffy JFR's opinion about Helen Hunt and her multiple plastic surgeries. Oi! And they gave me the three scissors and the clown face emojis. Three cuts to clown face. I love it. Thank you. Shelly on Twitter. Now, I have talked about Helen before because I remember watching her on the one show that released on Netflix. Remember the stupid show? What was the name of it? Uh, The Night Clerk, I think. I think it was The Night Clerk that was on Netflix that was released in 2020. Anyway, she was the mom in that movie. And holy cow, the first time I saw her show up on that show, I was, I paused it. I freaked out. I was like, oh my gosh, is that Helen Hunt? <laughs> I mean, it's a little scary. Uh, it's a little scary. Now, there are plenty of people who agree with my it's a little scary uh, thought of Helen Hunt these days. I see you, uh, one tweet talking about uh OMFG, watching movie, I see you. Helen Hunt's facelift, shockingly terrible, to the point where it's frightening. Is that the movie I'm thinking of, I see you? I thought it was, I thought it was the night clerk that was part of the 2020 pandemic moving about you. Yeah, the night clerk, where the kid was uh, the the freak. That's right, yeah. And, and she played his mom. So uh, there's been plenty of speculation about facelifts from Helen Hunt. Now, there's been no confirmation from Helen's camp, okay, or from Helen herself. They've not said anything about, you know, facelifts or work or anything like that, but it's definite work, right? Now, she was in an accident uh, a few years ago, and they said about the accident that there were no real big injuries in this automobile accident now do you say that even though you were hurt it's possible and maybe there was more you know she was more work that needed to be done than she wanted to admit so you know it's possible that something worse happened to her in this automobile accident than they want to admit in this what's happened to her to her look is because of that. All right, I, I'll give you that. I mean, we know that people change, their looks change over the years. Not like that, though. I mean, that she is, she's proof positive, I think, of the uh, three cuts to common face theory that I have. I mean, I know that we have plenty of procedures now that are not the cuts that people use, you know, the targeted Botox injections and they elevate muscles and they tighten the face here or there, or they give you a shot here or there. And that's not technically going under the knife. So you're not getting the cut. Um, you know, so, you know, the injections are temporary and the appearance shifts still shifts as the treatment wears off. So, you know, they continue with the treatments and they may not be the same after you do it, the cosmetic procedure. So, you know, it's the three cuts, the actual plastic surgery 
is is i believe still happens and even with my my theory still holds true because even if you have shots you want that look right you want what what it does to you or you want something the shots don't quite do what you want to have done and you get that first one and the first one is beautiful it looks great the 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 cheeks are great just like you like it and it got just about all of the chin and the 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 turkey goggle at the bottom of your neck i know it's not the goggle it's the waddle or the carnuckle or the whatever it is you know the goggle the gaggle the google the the thing that you don't want as a human underneath your chin and on your neck you've got to get rid of that and anyway you do and it looks pretty good but you think man if you know it looks great but i you know i wonder if we could just get this right here um by my ear and down my jawline just a little bit tighter the way it used to be when i was 20 and uh, i love that and so they do the cut it's cut number two and it's not quite up to number one standards. It's not as good because it doesn't come out because you're still tying it into number one and it hasn't quite done right. So now you're thinking, well, I, you've got to get through. We've got to do the next one. So it just ties in and you get that third one and then clown face. <laughs> you're done. And that's where Helen Hunt is at, man. Now, if it was from an accident, I am sorry that it happened and i mean it's very it's sad that you were in this automobile accident and it caused these damages and she's still working she's still doing a lot of work i mean she's in a lot of shows so she's still out there hawking her wares making the cash but that means she's not ashamed of the clown face that is helen hunt now so uh you know good so maybe it was an accident. She just doesn't want to talk about it. And I get that. But, I mean, let us know. Don't just let us speculate. Because if we speculate, we're going to speculate, Helen, what are you doing? Okay? Three cuts to cloud face. Take it easy. Find a new doctor. You've made enough cash. You know, quit going to the guy for, in Brazil. All right? Get the guy in Beverly Hills. He's probably he's the top one in the country. That guy right down the street from from, from you and in in beverly hills is the guy he's the top of the in the country and you use him you know at least maybe with him you know he may get you to you know 10 cuts before clown face but you know if it if it was because of an accident you know let us know so that we can at least say oh man we understand helen we understand and, and it's okay to look like that but if it wasn't an accident, ooh, baby, ooh. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
All right. Some headlines from around the globe that uh, you probably should be aware of just to get you through the day and the rest of the week so you know what's going on. Uh, The Taliban has said that uh, the Biden administration has agreed to provide humanitarian aid to thanks or to Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah, they've agreed to send some turkeys over to the Taliban. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I wish that was all we were doing, but we're giving humanitarian aid to Afghanistan which is going to be a lot more than a truckload of turkeys. I can guarantee you that. In Britain, the British police say they will uh, not take any action against Prince Andrew after a a review prompted by a Jeffrey Epstein accuser who claims that he sexually assaulted her. Uh, yeah no uh we're not gonna do any take any action so uh the prince is fine as long as he stays in great britain that's for sure and then i went through i i saw a bunch of tweets from npr the other night and i thought you know what i'm just gonna share these headlines with you from the npr tweets and i know that it's npr but some of these stories are you know really interesting stories like uh the diet in diet drinks Maybe a false promise for some soda lovers. True, they deliver the fizz and the taste of a soda experience without the calories, yet new research shows they also can leave people with increased food cravings. I leave you with a, huh, I think we knew that already. Some U.S. coins will soon feature female trailblazers from different eras of American history. We knew that. We talked about that before. Uh, the quarters are going to feature uh, Maya Angelou, Sally Ride, uh, Anna Mae Wong, Nina Otero Warren, and Wilma Mankiller, uh, the first female principal chief of the Cherokee Nation. We know that uh, stagehands at the Kennedy Center in D.C. have voted unanimously to strike. You guessed it. That's right. Uh, they're calling... Uh, They're calling the cuts that uh, the Kennedy Center is saying they're going to make draconian cuts, including slashing wages up to 40% and eliminating jobs. And the the management uh, saying we need it. And of course, the stagehands at the Kennedy Center in D.C. are saying, uh, no, no, you don't. Uh, Elon Musk says uh, Tesla is moving its headquarters to Austin. Boy, that is not a surprise. He's going to be uh, all in for the state of Texas. 20 attorneys generals have filed a complaint seeking to block Postmaster General's Louis DeJoy's budget cutting plan, which includes slower deliveries, uh, pricier mailing rates, and reduced hours for post offices. So I tell you what they need is to call me. I'm willing to get some things straight for them, but they don't want to, they don't want to do anything about it. It's just incredible. I wish they'd call me. I'm happy. I've always, I always wanted to be postmaster general. And then I realized, no, what you need to do is be on the board of governors because postmaster general takes all the heat and he's the face of the United States postal service, but the board of governors, the people at the round table, are the ones making the uh, making the making the rules, and uh, I, that's the gig to have. Uh, California 
has become the first state. And congratulations to California. Don't forget, this is just a few headlines uh, from NPR for you to get you through the week. California has just become the first state in the U.S. to outlaw stealthing. And when you say to yourself, well, I mean, what is stealthing? Stealthing is removing a condom without consent during sex. So victims are going to be able to sue perpetrators in civil court. So if you or someone you know and love has been stealthed, you could now, and live in California, you can now sue uh, in civil court because you are a victim. I'm not real sure that that's a big problem uh, around the country, around the world, but it certainly is a big enough problem in California that it has to be a law. You cannot, uh, <clears throat> there's no stealthing, no more stealthing going on. And I see a report from NPR, and I know I follow NPR, so you don't have to. I see a report from NPR that uh, ha- talks about how the federal vaccine mandate for all companies with more than 100 employees will go into effect soon. And so, but how are they going to enforce it? And there's a report from Brandy Scott on NPR. And she does a great report. Uh, her report is really good. And she talks about how the employee complaints are going to be part of the enforcement because OSHA is the the department that's supposed to be the enforcers of this mandate for companies with more than 100 employees on uh, you know having employees vaccinated but they only have like 2000 inspectors across the country so they don't they can't go to all businesses like that so they're looking for employees to rat out their company for enforcement and then OSHA will come to knocking on the door if there's been a complaint but i will say that this MBR report from Brandy Scott was really good, except that I cannot. She has got a nose ring and she's got a bottom lip stud going through her bottom lip. And it, and I know it kind of matches her glasses and it's, you know, it's looks nice, but I can't take the nose ring. I really can't. The nose rings just drive me insane. I can barely take the nose studs on uh on some people but the nose the big nose ring and everything just uh, it just drives me crazy just drives me crazy brandy does a great report uh, maybe for me brandy should just be on maybe radio so you know like me you don't want to see me i mean look you're watching me live right now and you say to yourself oh man no jeff stop but man I cannot take the nose rings. I just can't. And there's more in California, by the way, which I, you know, you're, I mean, California is uh, incredible. The top of the world now. So we've got Elon leaving California for Texas. We have uh, the new law on stealthing, which is an important law for the country. We have a new law requiring gender neutral toy sections at large retailers. That's great. They're going to keep consumers from 
incorrectly believing that a given toy may be inappropriate for one gender or the other. Thankfully, we talked about Lego already coming on board with that for, uh, I mean, that's great. And there's a new California law that's going to ban small off-road gas engines, including lawnmowers and chainsaws. So that's wonderful. You know, you, who wants a lawnmower or a chainsaw or a generator or pressure washers or weed trimmers or golf carts or anything that has to use gas? Oh, man, you do not want that. And they're banning natural gas stoves in restaurants and housing and if you want to remodel your home they're going to get rid of the the natural gas there as well i think and i you know i think some people and more and more people every day believe that electricity just comes from the little box on the wall in your house it doesn't come from coal-fired plants or any of that (laughs) oh any of those nasty fossil fuels they come from the little box on the wall so we should all just use electric vehicles and electric stoves and electric lawnmowers and electric chainsaws and it just is going to be it's a wonderful thing and i know california is right on the right on the cutting edge of that and good 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 In another example of why I say we're not ready for space travel yet, it's not prime time yet, uh, Blue Origin has postponed the William Shatner flight that was slated to go up on Tuesday, the 12th of October, 2021. Uh, now it's rescheduled for Wednesday. It's uh, just a day later, but uh, we'll see how that works out. It was targeted to lift off from the site in Texas, but uh, it's um, it, it's going to be windy, so uh, there's going to be too much wind, and we can't go up then. Uh, the weather is, is just too windy, so we're going to postpone it for a day. Uh, I've told you before, until we can get on these rockets and go when the hell we want to, <laughs> we are not ready for prime time. Just, uh, you know, just saying. That's all. I'm just saying. Have you have you started watching Squid Game on Netflix yet? I'm telling you, I questioned it. You know, I know it was a big deal and everybody was talking about it. And I thought, ah, I'm not going to watch it. But I started watching it. And it's eight episodes, I think. Maybe eight or ten episodes. Now I got to look. Okay, nine episodes in Squid Game. And it's about, well, there's, they focus on, you know, a, a, a few different players, uh, but it's about a group of people who have bad luck. They're gamblers. They've owed a bunch of money. They're in trouble in their life. And they go to a place where they have to fight for their life for money. If they live, they get all this money. And, you know, if they don't, live then it's over and it's done they've made the choice right and now they go to this island and this rich guy 
brings in uh, security and he has all these people and they pretty much play these games to see who wins. It's life or death games. And it's really fascinating. It's a Korean show. So you could almost get it if you didn't switch it over to English. Like I like watching it in, uh, so I list, you know, just Korean, like it's meant to be watched because I like hearing the actual voices of the actors so that, you know, I know that they have, you know, voiceovers for the English, you know, version. And those are the voices for the characters, but, and it works pretty good. They do a really good job of of that but it's just it still isn't the same thing for me but i'm about i think i don't know where i'm at three or four episodes in something like that and uh maybe i don't know how far maybe a little bit farther than that but it's really fascinating so if you get a chance uh start watching squid game and when i get to the end of it i will give you a full review on what i think of it i know there's a couple of big breakout stars already from squid game uh, there's several people in there and there's one, I know there's one lady that's, uh, she's, uh, she's pretty good looking. Uh, what's her name? The, uh, oh, gosh, darn it. Uh, Jung Ho-yan, Jung Ho-yan. And she's a big model from Korea and she's in the show and she's going to be, you'll watch, you'll see her everywhere now for sure. Gu- guarantee it. Uh, Absolutely. And so it's just a fascinating thing. And you learn to, you know, they have character, the certain characters that you hate and certain characters that you love. But the idea of it, playing a game, I mean, they're all gamblers and they all, uh, you know, they all are, you know, given that choice of walking away with their life and going back to the life that they had or an opportunity to win this whole thing is too much to take. So they, I mean, they're in. And if you lose the game, you are eliminated. Uh, really, really, really fascinating. So I'll, I'll let you know. I mean, so far, really, really fascinating. No question. One last thing before we get out of here today. I saw a tweet that I was uh, tagged in over the weekend that said, that, well, they tagged my Twitter account as Jeffy JFR would say, no one would know that I found it. And the tweet was someone who had found a bag of money. And the question is, what are you going to do? But really the question is, you find this in your church parking lot. What are you going to do? And it's a giant Ziploc full of cash. And, you know, as the person who replied here, uh, Amy, what's her face? Uh, No one would know that I found it. Amen. I saw someone who posted uh, one of the uh, one of the posts underneath this tweet. We talked about you know a little at a time in the bank account. No, just keep this money in your closet, and you that's what you buy. You go to the grocery store and you pay cash for you know every every other grocery visit. You buy you know a new pair of shoes with the cash, and you do it now. And you know then you can you know maybe you can wash that money a little bit as the time goes, but uh, you know, you want to, you just, your, your bank account's going to have a little extra money in it because you're not spending it out of your bank account. But the, the, the real thing is though, is that you found it at your church parking lot. So does that change the way you think about the bag of money? If it was in the parking lot of a Walmart, would it change the way you thought about that bag of money rather than the parking lot of your church? I know my answer. 
stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.